Dope boy freedom, I feel liberated. Was shot at first in 13, guess I really made it. Blessings, Southside where we originated. Where I'm from, it's like 90% melanated. So when I see black, I see beautiful, I see power I see they strength in the weakest hours I see flight in these measly cowards I saw wealth in that vision well, but death in converted powder Guess it's double fold, guess my conscience starting to eat at me I'm acting happy with a troubled soul Me in the streets, we in the lover's quarrel Both fighting for the same life, we are more I'm for what niggas risk life back and forth or the power to take it, and this what we adore I'm starting to question the motive Cause I ain't slept good in years Even through the tears I had to keep focused This shit crazy So represent for your geography But understand we from the same cut So if you standing on the mound And they waiting on the curveball to hit them with the change up Probably share the same philosophy Most of this bullshit ain't changed much Long as your feet touch the ground, keep good energy around and you can hit them with the change up. What's going on? Back again, this episode five of the Shifter Podcast. Um, this week I wanna um kind of touch on the uh Carlicia Hood situation. So pretty sure everybody know about that by now. But I kind of want to hit on it from a different angle. But, you know, for those who may have, you know, been under a rock or whatever and don't know what's going on, um, it's happened in Chicago. Uh, a mother was inside of a hot dog stand, I think it was. Um, she got into an argument with one of the guys at the, at the restaurant. Long story short, the guy ends up um, attacking the woman and the woman's son ends up shooting and killing the dude. So I know like all over social media and I got my own thoughts about this and, and which, you know, I personally feel like the mother was in the wrong. Like you don't involve a child in adult situation because what everybody is kind of trying to slide past is the fact that the son was in the car when this whole situation first started. Um, and it's another video out that shows when he walks up to the door literally seconds before the dude hit his mom. Um, but everybody keeps kind of speeding past the part where she's arguing with the dude. She texts the son, tells the son come in with the gun. Son walks up to the door. The dude hits his mom. He shoots the dude. Then some kind of way the dude gets out into the parking lot. The mother tells the son, go kill him. So the son chases this guy down, shoots him two more times in the back, and kills him. And then the mother turns around and tells the son to shoot the dude's girlfriend, who was kind of instigating the situation when it was the argument when it was happening. And not only that, and see, so this this is the thing that gets me. If I'm in a self-defense situation, and I got to shoot somebody out, out of self-defense, I'm not leaving. I'm going to say right there and wait on the police because I'm in the right. 
I did nothing wrong. This situation, they left. So, again, if it had been a situation, for me, if it had been a situation where the son was sitting in the car in some kind of way he saw this dude attack his mom and he on his own decided to hop out the car with her gun and shoot the dude I don't have nothing to say protect your, protect your mom but my issue with the situation comes in where the mom involved the son in this situation you involve a 14 year old son in a adult situation And my thinking of my the way I think about it is like you she really just played with this kid's life. Not only did you tell him to come in with the gun, a fourteen year old. Tell a fourteen year old to come in with a gun because you were arguing with somebody. Then after he shoots the guy and the guy gets away and is running away, you tell him to go kill him. And then you tell him to kill the girlfriend. You played, she played with that boy's life. Because although the charges got dropped, which is another thing, everybody's taking it that the charges got dropped because they were in the right. It's not the case. Nowhere will you read that the charges were dropped because it was a self-defense shooting. You have saw that nowhere, like absolutely nowhere. Which is the whole reason for me having this conversation. I'm not. I don't. I'm not debating because that's going on enough on the internet. I'm not debating whether. The mom was in the wrong, whether the son was in the wrong, whether the dude was in the wrong. I'm not debating none of that. Because I think in every situation, it's always a chance for us to look at something else that actually has a, might have a, a lot more impact on us than we think. So, like I said, the charges were dropped. But everybody is kind of glossing over why the charges were dropped. So in a statement directly from the state's, the state attorney's office. So let's back up first. When the mother and son initially went and turned themselves, went and turned themselves in and the state's office did whatever quote-unquote investigation they did, they charged them with first-degree murder. For anybody who don't know, first-degree murder is premeditated murder, meaning you plotted to kill somebody. You planned to kill somebody. Like you, you thought about this, came up with a plan, and you went and executed your plan. That's what first-degree murder is. This case was not first-degree murder. 
not even close to first degree murder. So, when the prosecution can't meet what they call the burden of proof, meaning it's once the prosecution brings up charges on somebody, the prosecution has the burden of the burden to prove that these charges are accurate, and this is what the defendant should be indicted with. They have that burden of proof. If they can't meet that burden of proof, they're not going to get an indictment and the charges are going to get dropped, which is what happened. Every single um, statement that was made from the state attorney's office said that in light of new evidence, which remember, they were charged before this this before the video went came out and went viral. They got charged with first degree murder before the video came out. So like I said, every statement that the state's office made was in light of new evidence. The state does not feel it can meet its burden of proof to convict on these charges. Pretty much saying, we can't prove that this was first degree murder. So, just in case a lot of people don't know how like criminal charges work, if you can't, if you charge somebody with something, and you can't prove that what you're charging them with is the actual that's the charge, you can't double back and say, oh, okay, well. Don't worry about that. Just charge them with this. Like you can't. That's not how it works. You can add charges, but you can't double back and be like, "Oh, okay. Don't don't worry about that. Let's just let's get them on this lesser charge." That's not how it works. So, because it was no way after that video came out and went viral, it was no way for them to prove that this was first degree murder, and they said that the states. State's attorney's office said that in light of new evidence, the state feels it cannot meet its burden of proof. So they said, we can't prove this first degree murder, so we have to drop the charges. Nowhere, anywhere, will you read that they dropped the charges because this was a self-defense case. Nowhere. And that's what people in confused. But, again, in most situations, it's always a chance for us to take a look at something a little deeper that's probably affecting us more than we think, well, affecting our community more than we think it is. So my thing is, why did the state's attorney, state attorney's office jump to a first-degree murder charge? before any real investigation because you, you you gotta think about this situation not only do you have the vid, the viral the video that came out that went viral which was something somebody recorded on their, on their phone you also had surveillance video 
from outside of the restaurant as well as inside of the restaurant. So at no point if the state attorney's office saw any of those videos prior to bringing up charges, at no point could they have brought up first-degree murder charges. So that makes you wonder, how many other people have been charged in Chicago with first-degree murder? But the only difference is they didn't have the benefit of a video going viral to get them off. Because clearly, they brought up these charges with no kind of investigation. It's not hard after some kind of crime or whatever takes place to get surveillance video from a business. It ain't hard. So the state's prosecutor office essentially just, hey, in Chicago, it's some black folks. Somebody got killed. First degree murder. That's what it sounded like to me. Why? And how many other people has this been done to? I think that's the question that needs to be asked. I think that's really the, the real issue here. Because essentially you could have ended two other people's lives simply based on the fact that it didn't have no value to whoever in the state's office decided to bring these charges up. Got a 14-year-old kid that could have been charged with first-degree murder. And it's a possibility could have spent his entire life in prison. All because the prosecution or the state's state attorney's office don't see value in a young black man's life. And I think we're missing that, like, we're doing all this arguing about whether the situation was right, whether it was wrong. Everybody making all these memes and videos about the dude who hit the lady. Like, it's a lot of energy being put into goofy shit. Imagine if this same amount of energy would be put into people questioning the state attorney's office. Like, how can you just jump the gun and charge somebody with first-degree murder and you haven't even done any kind of investigation? So how many other times have you done this? Imagine if that was the narrative going on on social media right now. Because we gotta, like, we gotta be real about the era we living in. Social media is a powerful, it can be a powerful tool if you use it the right way. It really can be. So just imagine 
I know everybody's seeing all the all the memes going around. Everybody, you know, doing all the the, the silly shit surrounding this situation. Imagine if all that energy was put into putting pressure on that district attorney's office to explain where they came up with these charges from. Or, even further than that, put pressure on the state to open some kind of investigation up against this state attorney's office. Because I guarantee you this is not the first time this happened. It's just that whoever it happened to before, they didn't have the benefit of having a video go viral that got them off. So at some point, I think, while we take social media as kind of an escape, you know, you get on there, you watch the videos, laugh, Woo, woo. At some point, if we're going to use this, like we should really start using this as a tool to really make some kind of change or to make some kind of noise. Because again, this video went viral and that's the only reason that they got off. Because everybody circulated this video. Everybody shared this video. So social media essentially let that 14 year old boy walk free. And his life ain't totally ruined. So like I said, imagine if the same amount of people who's making all these memes and who shared the video and all this other stuff. If those same people turned around, because I guarantee you the states, the state DA, or every politician got social media. Imagine if those same numbers went into a, why was they charged with first degree murder before proper investigation? Somebody need to look into how much the the amount of times that this possibly has happened before. We need some answers. Imagine if everybody rocked that way. Because all you really hear, and it, it cut me for me, it kind of made me wonder, man. Because all you really always hear on the meet on the um, news outlets is, "Oh, Chicago, this, Chicago, that, Chicago, this, Chicago, that." But what if even a fraction of all these statistics and stuff that they keep throwing out, what if a, what if what if a fraction of those weren't even accurate? It's just the fact that they charge the people who can't afford to put up the proper fight. And who don't have the benefit of video to get them off? Wonder if that'll change some of those 
numbers. Just, just a thought. So like I said, in any situation, man, we have to, I think we got to start, instead of looking at the surface of everything, man, it's, I promise you, in this country, it's almost always something a little deeper with a little bit more meaning that we can be looking at. Every single time. And if we want some kind of change, we got to start using the tools and the resources that are in front of us that we use every day to do bullshit. Got to start using it for something else. To work some kind of change out here. So. Next time. Before we decide to. Share a meme of this situation. Or go back and forth. With somebody. About the situation. My hope is that everybody will look at this situation and wonder why were they charged with that in the first place. I feel like some kind of pressure need to be put on the Chicago State Attorney's Office. Just my thoughts. Because this can't be the first time this happened. I guarantee it's not the first time it happened. So I just want to see us use social media to possibly give people who don't have a voice a voice. Instead of always using it for bullshit. Because I promise you, in every situation that happens in this country to our people, it's never just the surface that we need to be looking at. It's always going to be something deeper that we can touch on and that we can learn from. Hopefully we start doing that.